0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my show. I'm your host, ST, and I pray you guys are having a wonderful day out there today. I pray you guys are pushing forward and fulfilling the purposes that God has given you, amen. So today's show is a sensitive topic, and I do pray that we all get something from it because God has laid it on my heart to talk about this. So today's episode is called Death Row. Do some people in our society deserve a second chance after horrific crimes? And I believe this is a very important topic. So let's really dive into it right now. So the death penalty, am I for it or against it? I will be answering that question at the end of the show. But I want to say this. When someone commits a horrific crime and they show, show no remorse in their soul, not a tear sheds in their eye when they're in that courtroom, and they have this smile, this slick smile on their face, it is very hard to forgive someone for that. It is very hard to push through because you because you believe in your heart of hearts. Oh, they deserve what they get. They deserve that in- injection. They deserve to die and not be here anymore. They deserve that. And you know what? You know, a part a part of me does agree with that, because I, I can imagine myself being in a situation where someone I loved and care about, they ended up getting murdered and I would feel the same way. Heck, I might even feel like I want to put hands on them and, and, you know, and in, in, in their life and the society. And I'm just being truthful and transparent because I believe that's how we would all feel when someone commits a horrific crime. But, but there is redemption and forgiveness. I do believe the worst of the worst can be forgiven, but I also believe in justice as well. See, God does say in his word to obey the laws of the land, but there is corruption in this system, I kid you not. And... The corruption I'm talking about is when people are put on death row, but they are completely innocent of that of that crime and they are falsely accused and some people are not working hard or trying for them or finding the evidence to get them off. Now that's when a person does not does not deserve to be on death row, did not deserve the death penalty because they were completely innocent. I just want to put that out there. But there are, you know, there are a lot of people that say when you do the crime, you deserve the punishment. In which you will be judged in the laws by the laws of the land, you will be. But I also believe in God's divine justice, and I believe that it's better because you have to remember that anything you do out here, don't think you're getting away with anything because it will come back on you tenfold. You know, to intentionally hurt someone, plot, plan, scheme because of that hatred that you carry in your heart, you cannot expect for God not to deal with you and the reason why i'm talking about this is because some people change they do change in jail once that sentence is gone through and once they or once they have the death penalty and then they're in they ended up sitting in jail and you know sometimes they do find christ after they have killed someone and when, and when they end, when they end up being on death row they do find Christ and I'm going to get into a story where a woman she found Christ. she found Christ when she was on when she was on death row. I will get into that here in a minute but first I, I wanted to get some of the opinions of other people on how they felt about the death, death penalty and, and death row and and, and all that. So one of my beautiful sisters who responded to me this morning said, "It is easy to respond in the flesh and say a lot of them deserve death, understandably so. But when we when we really think about it, we deserve death. For God for God views all sin the same, with the exception of blasphemy. However, this is another thing she said. God did say those those." Did say those who hurt kids, it is better for them to tie a millstone around the neck and toss them in the deepest ocean than the wrath that than the rat than the wrath that God has for them. With that being said, God gets better revenge than anybody else. Also, sometimes a life sentence is worse than a death sentence because sometimes with a life sentence, they have to sit up there and think about what they did for the rest of their life. They will not see. They will. They will not see uh, barely the sun again. Um, they will never take trips again. They won't see their kids grow up. I mean, the, it's a lot of things when you do, when you do crime like this. And one thing I do want to say is, is something that I wrote down and it was placed in my heart. I said, do not let seeds of hatred. And this is for, uh, this is for s- someone who isn't saved and someone who is saved. Do not let seeds of hatred sow into your very soul. It's easy to be consumed with hate and not care about anyone or anything. The price for crime is never worth the time or energy. Doing a crime is never worth the time or energy. It's not worth it. It really isn't worth it to take someone's life intentionally and horrible. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. So I wanted to talk about this lady. And I heard about her a long time ago. I believe there's even a movie about her. Her name was Carla Faye Tucker. And she got saved. She got saved while she was in jail. And I'm going to read this little bit right here. It says, in 1998, Carla Faye Tucker became the first woman executed in Texas since the Civil War. Before she died, the born-again Christian, whose case sparked a debate over retribution and redemption, apologized for hacking a man and woman to death with a pickaxe during a 1983 break-in minutes before her execution then texas governor george w bush denied tucker a one-time 30-day reprieve saying her cause had been thoroughly reviewed by appellate courts the u.s supreme court also rejected without comment two 11-hour appeals to halt the execution you know a month before her execution she was interviewed by larry king uh on on uh interviewed her on death row at a a texas prison and you know they they did uh, take some experts um from this um from this interview and i wanted to read some things i'm not going to read everything because it's it's very very long but this these are some of the questions that he um that he asked her, he basically said, "Let's go back. You're a very attractive woman. You're smart. What went wrong? What happened 14 years ago?" She basically said, "Bad choices, drugs, um, bad choice and boyfriends." She was 23 years old. She had a troubled youth. Had trouble growing up, and she said it was a lot of drugs. She had a lot of anger. She had confusion. She didn't have really any guidance. Guidance. She was out of hand and. You know, nobody made an, uh, an impression on her in her life that could steer her away from that. And she said there was nobody there. Her mother was doing drugs. Um, her father tried to at a certain point, but he did not have any type of control over her. Uh, her mother did threaten him if he laid a hand on them that she would have him put in jail. And she said she basically had no parenting. She had parenting up, uh, up to the time she was seven years old. And, you know, she felt like, um, that she was a, she was another person. And she was another person that night when she murdered, uh, these two, these two, indiv- these two individuals. And she was going to rob him that she was going to rob them that night with uh with her boyfriend and it was it was over a motorcycle and they didn't uh they did not find out about it until a month later her i, I believe her brother turned her in wore wire and you know they confessed it all got it on tape and then the police busted in and it's very it's it's very unfortunate but i want to um i want to read when she when she finally found when she finally found the lord and she was in uh in Harris County jail that was in Houston and she said a ministry came to the jail to do a service it was a puppet show um and everybody uh everybody it, who was in her tank uh, decided to go to this puppet show and she didn't want to be alone by herself. So she decided to go with them and socialize with the church. And she said she's, she really never did any socializing. She's never been a, she was never a church goer or anything, but she stole a Bible. Didn't realize that it was free from, it was free from the jail, but she stole, she said that she stole the Bible and she started to read the Bible. Um, she did not know what she was reading but before she knew it she was in the middle of the floor on her knees and was asking god to forgive her for her sins and he did ask her how do we know as a lot of people would ask um ask you that this isn't a jailhouse conversion and she said i do not try to convince people of that for me if you can't look at me and see it then nothing I can I say or do is going to convince you. I she just I just live it every day and I reach out to people and it's up to them to receive from the Lord the same way I did when somebody came to me. There is evidence, consistent evidence in a person's life. And she said and I tell you what I've been in here 14 and a half years, and it could be a pressure cooker. I mean you have different personal personalities. You have people who are still violently acting out in here. If I was going to do anything, it would have happened by now, but it hasn't. And you know she regret what she was she done. She truly regrets what what happened to those to to those people that she killed. And she understood what, and she understood what was happening to her. And she remained happy. She remained happy. And she said that it was horrible. And there are, pe- and she said there are people out there in pain because she said, I mean, every single day they have to think about, you know, their birthdays and then there's holidays and then a smell could trigger a memory. so, she realized that, and she think and she thought about them all the time, and and she now she knows and she knows and I know that they're going. And she knows that the families are going through pain, and then he said, "Finally, you remain up." And she said, "Yes." And what on que- the question that he asked, he said, "You have to explain to me more, a little bit more." It, he said, "It can't be just God," and she said, "Yes, it can. It's called the joy of the Lord." I, uh, when you have, when you have done something that I have done, like what I have done and you have been forgiven for it and you're loved, that has a way of changing you. I mean, I have experienced real love. I know what real love is. I know what forgiveness is. Even when I did something so horrible, I know that because God forgave me, And I accepted that I accepted what Jesus did on that cross. When I leave here, I'm going to be with him. And, you know, that was that was that was some of her interview. She died in 1998. Like I said, she became the first woman executed in Texas since the Civil War. And they really did try for her. They really did try to get it overturned, but it didn't happen. And And I do believe that she's with the Lord right now and you know i do believe in in forgiveness and i know it's so hard it is so hard out there for people to forgive and they be looking at god and they be like how can i forgive this how can i forgive this they killed somebody that i love in the worst way they had no remorse for it they had they had no remorse for it they were smiling about it How can I forgive them, Lord? And, you know, and the Lord, I can imagine him saying, I have forgiven you. And I've forgiven those who did the worst of the worst to me. They beat me until my skin was raw. They pressed a crown of thorns into my skull. That made my my whole face bleed. They mocked me. They made fun of me. I was on the ground trying to carry my cross and they just laughed and spat on me. They put nails in my hands and in my feet. And they continued to laugh and berate me until my very last breath. But I forgave them. You know, I know it's hard to forgive people. That's why we have to ask the Lord to put it in us his forgiveness, his love, his mercy, his grace. We truly have to, we truly have to ask for that. Because sometimes we don't even want to give people grace for the smallest of things. It is so hard. It is so hard. And you know. This was put in my spirit because one of one of the customers that that's at my job, his son is a lawyer, and he was telling me about a case where this this man was nineteen. He murdered two people. He murdered two people, but now he's forty now, and he's fighting for the for the death penalty to get overturned. And I know. Uh, that question that I said I was going to answer: the death penalty, am I for it or against it? Honestly, uh, you know, I can say that God does say to obey the laws of the land, and we should, to the best of our, to the best of our ability, we need to obey the laws of the land. But uh, at the same token, I believe in forgiveness. I believe in redemption. I truly, truly believe in that. And I can honestly say with that with that question, it's hard for me. I'm in between. And you know, I believe in, in God's divine in God, I believe in God's divine justice. I truly do. And I also believe that someone can be saved from the most horrific, for the most horrific of things. So you know, it was hard for me because when you're 19, when you're a teen, you have such a different mindset than you do at 40. Because I can remember when I was 19 and I had such a different mindset than what I do now. And you know, forgiveness is for everyone. Not just one group set of people, but it's for everyone. So I do pray for those who who have committed horrific crimes. I pray that they will receive the Lord today, that they receive his love. Because, you know, after 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 this, after they do go through all that, they will be with the Lord. Whatever crime they committed, God has forgiven them. God has truly forgiven them, and they will be in heaven. And I always say this, a lot of people are going to be surprised at the people that they see in heaven. Because God can redeem anyone from the most horrific thing, from the darkest thing. It does not matter. God will forgive you because he took that penalty a long time ago. All the things that people did to him, we deserve that punishment. We deserve that punishment. And, you know, it, it's hard. It, it's hard. To, it, it's really hard for me to say if, you know, Someone deserves d- deserves death. But I do believe that when someone does accept Christ and when they're in that jail cell, I do believe that God can make miracles happen. God can overturn death penalties and have them live and have them preach to people in the jail. I mean, God can do mighty and mighty things and they just can get a, li- a life sentence. I believe that. And... I believe that peop that's that that some people can be rehabilitated. I really do believe that, because, like I said, you have a different mindset when you're when you're in your teens. And it's another thing that's interesting, because she said she never had any real guidance. She never had no guidance from her mom, from anyone. She tried to be cool like everybody else. She wanted to fit in. She also said in that interview, and I don't think I even said it, that there was so much peer pressure so much peer pressure on her to be a certain type of way and she thought that was the way so she could fit in like she was in the big boys club now. That Those were some of her words that like she was in the big boys club now and she thought she was bad because uh, because of what they did but she realized that she wasn't. She realized that she was not. So I, d- I do believe that that there is redemption and that there is forgiveness. And I pray that whoever this is for out there, I pray that you are on the road to forgiveness in your heart, to forgiveness in your soul, that you can truly forgive the person who has done such an awful crime to you and to your family. And the death penalty, I mean, a lot of people are really, are really up and up and down about it. You know, some people are for are for that and then there are some people who are not. They say that they should they should just rot in jail. A lot of people say they should just rot in jail and, you know, go go and do do their time. Go do their time in there for the rest of their lives. A lot of people have said that and a lot of people say they deserve lethal injection because the crime was so, so horrific. So you know, I would like to. I would like for people to weigh in on this show. And at sometimes at the end of my show, you can go on anchors, aren't spot or Spotify. And if there's a question there, you can answer it. I I put up there. What do you think about the show? What do you think about the death penalty? I I can put that in there for you. And I would like for people to weigh in on this show because i know it's hard i know it's hard for some people to to forgive and to 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 let go because i mean a lot of people that uh, initially your flesh is gonna be like yeah they deserve what they get they deserve what whatever comes to them out there a lot of us a lot of us will say that but you know sometimes when stuff like this happens god has a way of working in people even in the worst of people, you know, you know, Moses in the Bible, he murdered someone. Um Paul, Paul, he turned in, he turned in Christians for, 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 uh, for execution. So, you know, there are a lot of a lot of people in the Bible that we can turn to, and they have been there. They have been where some people have been, and God has truly used them, raised them, raised them up. <coughs> they became new people, and and they were redeemed. They were truly, truly redeemed. And we can never, ever say that no one out here cannot cannot be redeemed because they can they can christ can touch any soul any heart people just have to let him truly in they have to truly let him in and you know some people be like well this person they murdered this person and that how do they get to get get to heaven and this person who's done so much and had, had such a good life doesn't and i can tell you the difference that person who ask forgiveness from Christ, they have a true relationship with him. Just because you've been good all your life, that does not mean that you will get into heaven because if you don't have a relationship with Christ, I don't care how good you are. It's about a relationship. It is about a relationship, a foundation, a walk with him, reading your word, talking to him. That is a relationship not just oh yeah i believe in god and you know and and all this i'm a good person i don't barely sin you know i don't have bad thoughts no it doesn't work like that it does not work like that at all so i want people to take the time to really think about this show and when i named the show death row do some people in our society deserve a second chance after horrific crimes i believe that everybody deserves if they truly wanted a second chance to be redeemed in the lord do i believe necessarily out here in the world that that i don't know but i believe that when people commit these things and they do these things and they were not in the right frame of mind and the enemy was at work i do believe they deserve a second chance i do believe that that they uh, that they deserve it. I do believe that because you know Christ. Christ gave us a chance at life. He gave us a chance to really live. So how can we deny that second chance to other people? Because sometimes we do not like to give people grace, and God gives us all the grace in the world. He does. He truly, he truly gives us an a never ending grace. He truly does. So, how can we not give grace to others? And like I said, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. So, with that being said, I pray you guys truly have gotten from, something from this show today and i just want to say a couple more things because because we're running out of time right now the youth need us way more than ever and i just pray for for those for, for those for those out there who are helping the youth and who are taking their time with the you i'm praying for you and i thank you I thank you guys for mentoring, coaching, and being there for these kids. I truly do, because these kids really need you now more than ever. They need for they need to believe that someone is in their corner, someone who is fighting for them. And you know, and a lot and a lot of times, like like the lady I was talking about, she didn't have nobody fighting for her. Carla Faye Tucker didn't have anybody anybody in in her youth fighting for her she she had nobody fighting for her she she even says she believes that she had a little bit more guidance she don't think she would have went down that path and i and i believe the same thing for the night for the person who uh, who's 40 years old who committed those crimes at 19 some sometimes sometimes you know, when you don't have that guidance at home and when it seems like you don't have people that don't care about you, you'll go out there and be like, I'm gonna be relevant. I'm gonna be relevant. I'm gonna be cool. I'm gonna be in this. I'm gonna be in this game. That's what a lot of these youth really think about. And they think they, they, think they the stuff and they want their peers to think that they're the stuff. And that's when peer pressure comes in, of course. They want them to think that they are the stuff that they're hard and all this and that because they want that they want that validation that they did not get from the parents so i just encourage parents out there everyone out there we have to really go out there and help our youth and i just want to say thank you to all the coaches to all the mentors to to all of you guys out there who have stepped in who have stepped in for these children, and are taking time with them, and you are in their corner. I I, I love that. I love it, and I, and I appreciate, and I appreciate a part of people, people who really do care and want to see the best for these kids, because these kids, they need, they need structure. They need their parents. They need someone. They need someone who is going to step in and take the gauntlet for them, and to fight, and to fight for them, and be on their side. So I really do hope you guys enjoyed this show today. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And I want to uh, talk about something else real quick. Uh, this song that you're going to hear, it is by uh, the artist Mark, Marco Bean. Uh, he is a young, talented uh, artist from Cape Town, Africa, who goes by the stage name Binko Za. And this song is a beautiful song and it is called Never Ending Grace. And I hope you guys really love this song and get something from this song because his grace is never ending. His grace is never ending and he shows his grace to everyone and he will forgive you. He will be there for you. He will lead you all the way. The Lord, he is awesome. He is wonderful. He is truly, truly wonderful. And I just pray, and I hope whoever is is in in their suffering for suffering, who is suffering right now in jail, and you feel like that you are not loved. I just want you to know that God loves you, and if you're if you are on death row, I pray that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you will give it and completely, continuously give it all to Him until the end. So, until later, God bless you guys. I love you. Keep going in your purpose, and remember you will always have purpose and love in Christ. Thank you. God bless.
1: Mm -hmm. So many bad decisions, so many sinful ways. Sad about the hurtful things I brought on you So many lies I've heard Disappointed so many people Never thought I'd be the reason For someone else's pain You were with me through you've carried me through the storm you've loved Your love, your amazing love, your amazing love, your unconditional love, unconditional love, so amazing love, so amazing grace. Oh, I'm so grateful for your grace.